my gosh, did you get the blah? So, <laughs> I got that one. <laughs> It's Tuesday, January 1st, and you're listening to the Typed Out Podcast. Each week, Typed Out delivers conversations that seek to expand the boundaries of understanding and acceptance. I'm your host and founder, Nick Polifrone, and in this episode, we are setting 2019 on fire. Joining me today is the lovely Sarobi Karstafner to talk mind, body, and self-care. Happy New Year, Sarobi. Happy New Year, Nick. Can you believe it is 2019 already? I cannot. It snuck up on me. It snuck up on everybody, I feel <laughs> right? like. Oh my gosh. It's like the older I get, the, the more the years just fly by. Agree. Yeah. Completely agree. And I remember seeing, it was probably in early December, somebody had posted that like 2019 is the last year that you'll have teen in the name for the rest of your life. Oh and my I'm like, goodness. oh my God, that's right? terrifying. People give us anxiety about things that we shouldn't even have anxiety about. I know. It's just like, you know, every year will come and go. And in 2021, it sounds like I should be introducing Barbara Walters, but um, like <laughs> 2020, who knows what's going to happen? Right. Yeah. But 2019 is where we're at now. So let's talk about how we can kick off this year and really utilize it to our best interest and also kind of see how we can take this year to reflect on everything that has come before, perhaps 2018, depending on how the year began and ended for you. But let's really use this as a, as a new blank slate to move forward. Let's do it. Also, Hunty, if you are tuning into this episode, you are going to want to stick around with us all the way to the end because we're going to have some great great giveaway deals for you that Sorobi is going to connect us with and hook us up. So make sure you pay attention. Definitely. But before we get into the meat of the episode, this podcast is made possible by audible.com. And if you enjoy listening to audiobooks, Audible is a great resource for you. And actually, Sorobi, what is your, do you have a book that you would recommend people listening to? Yes, Nick, since we're kicking off the new year, I think there's one book that everyone should start 2019 with, and that's Own the Day, Own Your Life by Aubrey Marcus. Yes. And if you go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash typed out, you can download a trial of Audible's app and you can listen to Own the Day, Own Your Life for free. So make sure you check that out on audibletrial.com forward slash typed out. Go get it now. Please do. <laughs> and, uh, and as Roby said, kick this year off right. But speaking of the new year, this is the time of year that people set resolutions. And Sarobi, do you have any resolutions? I do, but I'm not going to call them resolutions. What would you call them? Goals. Goals. Definitely goals. Just plain old simple goals. <laughs> I think it's great that we should move away from the idea of resolution. Mm -hmm. Now, why is that? Why, why should we step away from the word resolution? Because we're human. Yeah. First of all. And I feel like when we try resolution, the way that we set up resolutions is I will go to the gym three times a week or so and so. But it doesn't talk about the actual goal that you're trying to get to. Yeah. So I think the best way is to set the overall ideal of well, the goal that you're trying to get to. Yeah. And then make the execution plan to get to the goal. Yeah. So it's just more of a realistic way to keep the goal, um, to keep your resolution in mind or whatever you're trying to achieve yeah. every day. Absolutely. Which is another reason why I said Own the Day, Own Your Life book, because uh, Aubrey Marcus in that book talks about the things you do every day mm. that your goal will come. 
Yeah. So my two goals for 2019 is one, to really finish developing one of my passion projects. Mm -hmm. And the other is to um, nail down my signature style. Yes. I think that one has been on my list for a while. Yeah. And typically I have a style that I give you something a little bit every day. If they, if my style was a name, it would be Lisa, Sheila, Keisha, yes. <laughs> Whitney, Zero, Ro, S, whoever. So yeah. it changes so much that everyone's always like, oh, you look different. Uh, I didn't recognize you. So being someone that actually, you know, wants to have a product, yeah. I think it's important to have a signature style so people can identify you quickly. Yeah. Coming back to like how giving giving your signature style a name and how the name can vary. Right. And it's like, why can't you have so many different forms of expression, right? So like one day you might want to dress, I don't know, alternative or preppy. I don't, I'm like suddenly getting blown back to high school and like the way that you used to like compartmentalize people based off of like their look. Exactly. But it's like, why can't you switch it up? We should be able to do that. You know, it's like, yes, you have your business professional, you have business casual or what you would wear when you go to a cocktail party or your streetwear, which is a new thing, like with Supreme and and brands like that. Right. But why can't you vary it? Why can't you change up the way that you present yourself to the world? Because the way that you enter the world every day is going to be a different you, right? right? Every day shapes you differently than the day before, which is great that we're talking about this now at the start of the new year. Right. And one thing that I want to bring back to resolutions is that there's this concept that resolutions bring about the idea of change or changing something or someone or you changing you from the prior you. Right. So the whole idea of resolutions mean change, reinvention, is something that we need to stop. Mm. Like for us, we both said, New Year, same you. Yeah. The reason why I want to have a signature style is kind of like my, what is the actual one word idea of who I am? Yeah. If I dress alternative or punk or what was the other emo? Yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Or preppy, the overall idea is maybe chic it might be indie it might be bohemian so it's like that one word of of who i am that identifies with me and then i can dress all these different ways but it always goes back to what i'm originally trying to achieve is expression of who i am yeah and it's it's staying true to you exactly and i would like to think that like when you talk about being bohemian or emo again coming back to that it's like you through that lens right you know, you're always you. You're always true to you. Exactly. But you're tur- you're you're turning the diamond to see which exactly. facet you come through. Exactly. And so in the past, I think that my style has been so over the place that I think a lot of people just can't understand the essence of who I am. Mm. And so my signature style would be like, because I'm still working on it. Like, what am I exactly trying to say? Would be what is that one word that really expresses who Sarobi is? Yeah. And then if I'm, like you said, if it's business casual, if it's cocktail party, if it's professional sporting event, I'm always going to have that kind of, maybe the word is chic, maybe it's sleek, maybe it's laid back. So whatever that one word that I really want to express is what I want to nail down this year. Yeah. And maybe it's none of those words. Maybe it's something that you, you find or discover for yourself. Exactly. 
you know, and it's, it's the one thing that I love, as you mentioned, like how you're still figuring it out, you know, and I think everyone is, everyone is still figuring it out, right? right. That's the whole, that's the beauty of life right. is, is to constantly chip away at what it is that makes us us or exactly. rediscovering what it is that right. makes us us. Cause I, I, again, coming back to, we just live in the world of social media now and everyone posts, uh, inspiring quotes and and memes and and runs the gamut as far as as the content goes and one of the things that i saw was like it's not about finding who you are right it's about rediscovering who you are exactly and i love that i love right. the idea of yeah actually that is that's true to me it's not right. like i'm taking this and adopting it but that was always a part of me and i didn't know how to express it before when you just said that i thought you were gonna go with it's not about finding who you are it's about being who you are. Yes. And I think that's like half of the problem. Well, most of the problem yeah. with half of the population is that we're so afraid to just be who we are, which is the reason that we get these resolutions, which constantly go back to uh, that we need to change, that we yeah. need to reinvent because we just won't be. Yeah. So I think if we stop trying to find who we are, be who we are we will be a lot happier our days would get better yeah our focus would get better we wouldn't have so much anxiety and depression of always trying to achieve a level of something that we don't even really know what we're looking for yeah coming back to like being who you are and and just sort of owning your own identity do you have any insight or suggestions for folks that deal with outward oppression based off of who they are because their identity isn't otherwise accepted by the majority because that's one thing that i struggle with you know because mm -hmm. sometimes oh god this could turn into a whole different podcast but we're not going to do that uh go for it no 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 no, no, no. Uh, but it's just like i know that there are certain aspects of myself that i do hold back because i i worry about public image right, right. and it's silly that I have to do that and that not only me, but people who are listening along uh, that have to hold back who they truly are with right. the fear of backlash. Right. So like, I'm just going to even put it in something so simple and neither here nor there is that like I cosplay. So like, this is hopefully nothing new to anybody that's listening to this because you've listened to some prior episodes where I have confessed to being a cosplayer. <laughs> But even just in that, wearing a costume or something in public, especially on a day that's not Halloween, is terrifying. And it's like it always makes me think that this is an expression of who I am because it's something that I enjoy doing. But how do I get to a level of comfort where I could do this any given day and not care about what people think about me? Do you have any suggestions or even just in your own experience? Just from my own experience, let me just say, the best way to get to that level of comfort is to own it. You have to own it for yourself first, and then other people will start to accept you and appreciate you for showing your truth. Yeah. For instance, with one of my first passion projects, Mind Your Shape, which was a wellness program that merged mental health with fitness and nutrition, I put out the fact that I was molested as a child and that through that I had untreated PTSD that also led to uh, my obesity. Mm. So for me, being overweight is very comfortable to me. And it's not in, I'm not unhealthy or anything like that that people say that comes with being overweight, but it's the perception that everyone feels that if yeah. you're overweight, you're supposed to feel uncomfortable and, um, you know, want, expect lesser than. When I am overweight, I am more confident. 
because I have my superpower with me. My weight was the way that I protected myself as a child because after I was molested as a child, I gained a lot of weight really, really quickly and ended up in going to the doctors to see if I had some kind of a terminal disease because they didn't understand where the weight was coming from. I mean, it came on really quick. Let's say maybe like 45 pounds in two months for an uh, eight-year-old. Wow. It was a lot of weight. Yeah. But um, it got me through life. And I didn't understand until I got into my 30s where the weight came from. But I did understand that when I would lose weight, I wasn't as secure and comfortable in my own skin. And I didn't understand why that was. I wasn't comfortable with the attention, um, all the compliments and everything as when I got smaller. Yeah. It wasn't until I understood my PTSD and my issues that I began to say, oh, this is why I'm uncomfortable. And then what I, what I was missing, thinking you know that my weight got me had me so protected and so secure was that those same compliments that i got and comments that i got when i was small were always there when i was bigger wow you know yeah so it's like so what were, were you protecting yourself again from you know yeah and it wasn't until i really really got into myself and started to understand and accept the truths about myself that i really started to understand my fears and so I feel like when you were saying what to do about how to be comfortable with something that you don't think is, that's not normally accepted. and Or that people shame you for. Exactly. Because people definitely would shame you for PTSD. You know, it's a mental health disorder or whatever. But instead of being shamed, I've gotten so many thank you letters. I was molested as a kid too. I thank you. I don't like to be touched um, by someone. Like for me, a long time, my mom. This is my mom yeah. had to ask me because she hugged me. Yeah. For years, she had to ask could she hug me because I did not like anybody touching me without permission. And we never knew where that came from because the time that I was molested as a child, most people remember I blacked out. Yeah. You know, I blacked out uh, when I woke up. I couldn't tell my mom what happened the next day. So she never knew until I was older and I unlocked those memories. Yeah. I'm not going to lie and say that people still probably have hurtful comments or whatever, but you don't pay attention to those. You know, we always, if there were nine things said nice about us and one person said something bad, we're going to reflect on the one bad comment yeah. and not the nine good ones. So you really have to train yourself to focus on the positive and kind of block out the negative. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, that's how you feel. I understand. Moving on because these nine people love me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And people that have negative things to say about you, people that don't accept your cosplay, those are not your people. <laughs> Did you hear that? Can you say it again, please? Those are not your people. <laughs> and that's a really hard lesson for everyone because we like to be liked yeah. and accepted. Yeah. So when people don't like us and don't accept us, we always try to fix it. Don't fix it. At that point where you're low, just go hang with the people that love you even more that yeah. day. And you don't know who you are influencing by being yourself. You exactly. know, because there, there's always somebody that wants 
to have that form of expression, to amplify that form of expression because they're they're going through it themselves. Exactly. And to be that for somebody can mean the world. Exactly. You know, coming back to the letters that you were receiving saying thank you for for right. talking about this and you know, I just want to tell back to how you and I met because it was in the fitness space. Right. You know, and I happened to be working at a gym at the time where you are a member. So like I know that fitness is something that is also important to you. Right. Both in in both passion projects that you have. Right. But the fitness uh, as a plus size woman, I want to say that. Yes. 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 Because we always think that uh, if you're plus size, you don't work out. Right. And you know you saw me a lot. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And the thing is that I want to let everyone know that if you haven't heard it through Sarobi's voice already, she is a light in every space that she enters. Like you exude confidence. And so the reason why I wanted to ask what tips that you could offer to folks that really want to be able to own their identity against adversity. And I think that is just some wonderful insight. Also, if you could please tell us about both of your passion projects, because I know that they are very near and dear to you. Definitely. So when I first started, like I said, with my journey about really getting into my PTSD and where it stemmed from and how to, you can't cure it, but live day to day with it. Um, There are some things that basically I understood that was not in the marketplace already. So there were two things that were missing from the marketplace. And the first one that really um, set me off was I was super heavy when I discovered I got PTSD. Because if you can imagine unblocking those really tragic memories, mm-hmm. or tra- you know, traumatizing memories, um, there was a lot of depression. So I blew up to like 311 pounds. So I've never been that big before. But when I went shopping for fitness clothes to get back in the gym, when I finally decided I wanted to go back to the gym, there was nothing for me to wear. I'm already 311 pounds, and what's in the fitness department for that size is a Moo t-shirt. How do you think that makes me feel? Yeah. How are you supposed to encourage people? Because that's like the first barrier exactly. of, of even going to the gym. Exactly. Is that like, can I find something that makes me feel comfortable? Exactly. Because I'm already stepping into a space where people are going to other me based off of my size. Exactly. Sorry to like brag, Nick, but you know, even as 311 pounds, I still had curves. Yes. You know, so I still was a shapely 300 pound woman, yeah. you know? I was fine. And then you put me in something that made me look worse. Right. <laughs> so that was the first problem. And it comes back to personal signature style. Exactly. It's just like, that is not something that even comes close to representing Exactly. Me. Yeah. Exactly. So I went on a mission to uh, make my own clothes for the gym. So I started a sportswear company called Size Sportswear that we were going to have about six, seven pieces that were for sale that were plus size, but it was flattering and it was fashionable. Mm. Well, during my pitch of Size Sportswear to investors... I came up with what I call the purpose. So the clothes were the profit, and then this other thing was going to be the purpose. And that was what happened to me with my weight and going through the doctors for all these years. That nobody asked about my mental health. Mm. Nobody said anything about, well, you know, besides are you depressed? You know, that was it. That was the mental health exam with why are you fat? So nobody really dug into what issues I was having. So I thought, ah, we need to really change this in our healthcare system when we talk about weight management, is that we need to talk about what is your mental health status? What has happened to you? Where where is the weight either 
overweight or underweight yeah. coming from? Where does all this stem from? Right. Because our bodies, usually the result of our mind. It's the result of our mind and habits, and our habits still come from our mind. Yeah, the two are very intricately connected. Exactly. Your physical state can affect your mental state, and your mental state can affect your physical state. Exactly. They are two things in tandem, along with, you know, even the spiritual side of it as well, which right. is, you know, we'll we'll get into that through the self-care later. Right. But all of these things are exactly. balanced, and it's how do you give each thing equal care and consideration so that you can be your best self. Exactly. So when I was pitching Size Sportswear to investors, I brought up that through this venture, the clothes, I will also donate to what was a nonprofit at the time called Minor Shape, which mm-hmm. I also started. Minor Shape was the actual merging mental health with fitness and nutrition. So let I'll just give you an example of the program. So let's just say you came to us and you wanted to lose weight, right? Yeah. So if you were a yo-yo dieter, because yo-yo dieters for me for sure is a mental part uh, part there that we're not connecting yeah so you would have the program for the yo-yo dieter was more mental health sessions with a therapist versus a lot of nutrition sessions and fitness sessions with the personal trainer and a yo-yo dieter is somebody that fluctuates in weight exactly quite they, consistently yes okay. they gain weight or lose weight like it's the cycle it's just okay mm-hmm. so they've been all types of sizes i'm a yo-yo dieter okay for sure yo-yo dieters know what they need to do to lose weight they know what they need to do to keep it off yeah there's a reason that they're not doing it right and that's the reason the therapist would help you get to with us so for a yo-yo dieter to sign up for our program you would get like 12 sessions with the therapist then maybe once a month with the nutritionist just to give you a plan Mm -hmm. and once every other week with a personal trainer to make sure you're on with your exercise. But if you were a newbie who had never worked out before or never been on a nutrition program, you would get one session, one or two sessions with the therapist just to make sure your mental health is good and that's not the way, that's not an issue, that is truly just you don't know how to eat or work out. Yeah. And then you would do one of those, not the same time, either heavy on the nutrition or heavy on the fitness. Yeah. So you don't want to start two things at the same time. Right. Two new things at the same time. It's like not all in all at once. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You need to learn one habit at a time. Um, so that was my your shape. And when I was pitching Sky Sports where everybody wanted to hear about my your shape, which was not ready at the time. Yeah. Because it was something that was going to come later. Yeah. But I stopped on the clothes to hurry up and get my your shape up to speed because everybody wanted to hear about it. But then now I had two companies. Mm. So plus my real job. Yeah. Plus, so <laughs> as as mentioned, these are passion projects for Sorobi, who is an architect by day, mm-hmm. and so like it, just being superwoman and balancing all of these things. Exactly. But like even speaking to that of like how there was such a demand for for mind your shape, and then you really wanted to focus on size sportswear. Right. How how do you equate your time to both? You know, which one gets the priority? Right. Because they're both important causes. Right. So you hit the nail on the head with you can't. Yeah. And that pretty much became clear to me very quickly when I just crashed and burned. Mm. That neither one could go further without me giving up the other. Because you can't give 100% to all things. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't have that much time to give 100% to two passion projects that were in such high demand. So I have everybody like really, really high profile people and companies calling about mind your shape but i also had 
a very well-known department store calling to say, ask me where my clothes ready. Yeah. So uh, I'm like, what do I do? And I didn't have the resources to do either one because I, I, I just did, you know, I had to pick one. And at that time I didn't know which one to pick. And I basically just stopped everything to regroup. Yeah. I had to fail and I failed hard and I failed for a while, actually. <laughs> Do you mind if I can like ask what was the specific failure? Was it just that like both projects had to kind of be shelved for the moment? Or... Yeah. Well, yeah, they had to be shelved and the models weren't working. The business model. The business models. Because for my year shape, I had a therapist, a nutritionist, and personal trainer. But everybody was coming to my year shape for me. But you come to my year shape to work with me, but you don't. It's kind of like a bait and switch, right? <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, oh, I signed up for this program because I love Sorobi and I'm never going to talk to her. Yeah. You know? So the business model wasn't working for my year shape. And then for the sportswear, it was just um, finding the right people to make the sportswear. Like the patterns and that can actually work with spandex and four stretch material and knew the terms that I didn't know. Yeah. To be honest, since we're all typed out, Nick, let's yes. go there. Come, come at it. Let's do it. <laughs> we're getting deep, y'all. So buckle in. Exactly. I got taken advantage of because of what I didn't know. Yeah. Right? So I wanted to find a partner that wouldn't take advantage of me, but that was well versed in fashion and the expertise. Yeah. And that's what I was really missing. And I didn't understand how I could restart the sportswear without a partner. I remember sending a text to my friend saying, I'm done. I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I promised all these things and I'm not going to do anything. So after I called my friend crying, basically, that I didn't know what I was going to do, she was like, come over here and watch Diane von Faustenberg's Masterclass. Yeah. So to listen to this woman who basically was the, the activist for women in functional and comfortable clothing, listen to how she was at top of her game and feeling like a loser. You know, and so we have so many success stories of how I did this and how I did that. But nobody talks about that when you're successful and you've done this and you've done that, that some days you it's still pretty freaking hard. Yeah, it's imposter syndrome. Exactly. It makes me like I... <laughs> I vacillate with that every day where it's, I just have moments where I'm like, am I actually qualified, whatever qualified exactly. means to be doing this? Exactly. Like, and, and what even is qualification exactly. under certain societal norms and expectations, exactly. you know? It's, it's amazing to hear how somebody like Diane is so successful, but yet also suffering through this idea of how much credibility do I have in this space? Exactly. But we also know that she obviously does right. to be landing on something like Oprah's masterclass. Exactly. Because you don't just like get in a room with Oprah. <laughs> or to have her like global brand. Yeah. A simple dress is identified with this woman like she created this. And then to revolutionize fashion what it meant to be a woman in something that's sexy, but still very comfortable and that I can move in it and that I don't have these hard fabrics on me. Mm. So, you know, in Jersey, which is seen as a very cheap fabric to take it high class. You know? Yeah. So, and to hear this woman who has done all of that 
say, well, this day I still felt like a loser, mm. that I didn't deserve everything that I had been given. I didn't know what I was going to do next. And like you said, I didn't even know if I was qualified to even be here. And just listening to her story, also listening to her tips on fashion and how to start and product development. It was great. And after that night, I knew how to start. I took off and the rebranding began. You kind of had to hit that place with both projects to just like, oh God, what am I? I don't know what the next step forward is. Exactly. And then it was that that episode of Masterclass that kind of just clicked things into place for you. And not only that, surround yourself with really great people. Say it again. Surround yourself with really great people. Yes. <laughs> so my friend Brandeis, hey Brandeis, if you're listening. <laughs> hey. Um, <laughs> friends don't let friends be mediocre. Love it, yeah. Okay, so if you have a really, really good friend who is also very ambitious and wants not only to like themselves achieve something but wants to see you achieve something yeah there is no way she's gonna let me just cry out and say i give up i don't know what i'm doing i don't know how to restart and she said okay well text me if you need me right it was no come to my house let's just watch some things for inspiration to start again yeah Yeah. surround yourself with people that care about you care about your well-being right that will pick you up when you fall but also inspire you to do better right pick friends that want to see you be great yes as my friend allison tells me all the time rising tides lift all boats you know and so like the thing is is that surround yourself with people that you consistently inspire one another and you you're just out to see each other's success unfold because success is something there for everyone I'm going to just say now that that certain people do have barriers against them. That's just the society that we live in. Exactly. But if we together can work to minimize those barriers, as I'm I'm hoping that Typed Out can play a hand in that, to truly realize that there is success for everyone. Exactly. And that no one has to give up anything in order to help someone. Exactly. Along the way. Yes, I'm glad you hit on that point because we always think that if Nick makes it, that means Sorobi cannot make it. There's not going to be enough left over for Sarobi. And that's not true. That's not true. And it makes me think coming back to Oprah. She grew very close to Maya Angelou. And at the time that the Oprah Winfrey show was was happening and all these other shows were popping up around her, uh, I even... I. I know I've said this before on a podcast episode, but if this is the first one you're turning into, this is new news to you. But <laughs> Oprah's staff was kind of getting worried. Well, like, aren't you worried that all these other you know shows are popping up? Like, is there any jeopardy of us losing our space? And Maya Angelou said to Oprah, babe, focus on you. Right. Nobody can do what you're doing. So take it and drive it to the stars. Exactly. You know, and the thing is, is that they're look, we, we know where Ricky Lake wound up. We know where Phil Donahue wound up. We know where Geraldo Rivera wound up. Right. Some for the better, some for the worse. Right. The thing is, nobody was infringing upon what Oprah was doing because Oprah could only do what she, as Oprah Winfrey, was doing. Right. You're only Put doing on this earth to do. Yeah. yeah. With her story, with her background, with her energy. There's yes. only one Oprah. And the same with Sarobi Karstafner. Oh, thank so. you. Oh my gosh, I just got to compare to Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Ain't big. Didn't you once tell me that you had something aligned with like Oprah as far as like... Is She's it? from Mississippi. Yes. Mississippi in the house, right. in the apartment. Okay. <laughs> 
the thing is, is that there is success for everyone. And it's, it's the idea of that when people are coming to you for advice or whatever it may be right. to offer, if somebody wanted to ask me how to start a podcast, just from the rudimentary information that I know, I am happy to share what programs I use, what equipment I use, because nobody's podcast is going to be like this one. Exactly. And it's not to say that this is special. Right. It's just that nobody is Nick, just right. as nobody is Sorobi, exactly. you know, and this conversation wouldn't be replicated. There is opportunity for everyone. Everyone. Yeah. So it's great to have friends, you know, that will say, come on over and we'll do what we can to see if we can ignite the spark one exactly. more time. Oh, I love that. So what was the next step after, after that masterclass episode? Everything just started to be so clear for me then. Yeah. I understood that fashion is fashion. There, how many times has a shirt been made? I needed to stop trying to think so hard about what I was trying to do and really approach it as a way that I don't know the terms. I'm not a seamstress. I can't sew. But how can I put something together that gets the pieces that I want to do? Yeah. So basically what I started to do was I took the Spanx model, the cutting the feet off the pantyhose and saying, this is what I want. Yeah. Right. So I took a pair of compression pants and a faha and took it to a Russian lady and said, this is what I want. Put these together. And let's see what happens. Yeah. I have to ask, what's a faha? Faha. <laughs> Girl, now we're getting into the secrets. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm just like, could you spill that tea, please? Because okay. I don't know what a faha is. <laughs> Tell me. Okay. So a faha is like the top notch Spanx. Okay. It's the Colombian body shaper. Okay. Yeah, so it just makes you... Enhance those curves? Oh, yeah, your waist is snatched. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so basically that's what I want to look like in the gym. And so, and here's, here's where it becomes a little tricky. I'm very much about body positivity mm -hmm. and accepting yourself. Yes. I love that, like I said, I feel comfortable overweight. But I also like to smooth it out a little bit i do want to lose weight but until i'm there i still want to look good today yes you know and i think that's what a lot of people miss with plus size yeah. women and in our fashion yeah. that it's like oh you don't care about yourself or you're fat so you just get this or even with myself there's always that mentality of like when i am that size when exactly. i am this and it's always exactly. long-term projecting exactly. your image exactly. and it's like no why can't you celebrate every right. step of the journey right. where you are today on the day on your life that's right mm -hmm. a nice little plug there again yeah. <laughs> on audible audibletrial.com forward slash typed out you can get that book yeah. but yeah it's it's a matter of celebrating who you are along the journey and there's right. nothing there's nothing wrong with wanting to change change your image but I, but do it for yourself not exactly. for someone else right. you know and then enjoy doing it like yeah like we're talking about right now the there where is there and what really made me realize that there is no there was freaking warren buffett i don't know how old warren buffett is. he's 80 something <laughs> right yeah still goes and does like these massive if this deal doesn't go through he's gonna lose it all kind yeah. of things and i'm just like you know warren buffett is there the there we talk about in quotation marks yeah this mythical there. point of success yeah. yeah and still gets up every day and hustles and take risk as if he wasn't there yes so 
is there really a there or there is only today? Yeah. You know? So I'm like, there is not a there. There is, I'm going to work hard today. I'm going to go home and go to sleep. I'm going to get up and I'm going to work hard again. Yeah. And so it's like we try to think that there is a there. Yeah. But if you got there, especially ambitious people, you're going to find something else. Another there to get to. Okay, a million wasn't enough. I think I can do five. Yeah. Oh, I got five million. I think I can do 10. You're always going to challenge yourself. So why not go ahead and accept that, okay, I want to be smaller, but today I'm going to kill it right. as a plus size chick. Enjoy you know? the journey. Exactly. It's not about the destination, as exactly. they say. Enjoy yeah. the day. You don't even have to be on a journey. A journey yeah. to where, Nick? We're yeah. still going there. As me and my friend Tam <laughs> say, enjoy the dance. Okay. Yeah. Just enjoy life. Just enjoy today. If you're plus size and you still want to lose weight, be extremely, extremely attractive. Put, take the time, put on your makeup, get your hair done. Do everything you said you would do if you were smaller now. Yeah, and societal norms and standards and shaming be damned. Because yeah. like even though people will tell you that, oh, well, why would you celebrate yourself at right. this size or this image or whatever? Exactly. Screw them. Or, you know what, I'm just going to drop it out there. Fuck them. Exactly. So, like, (laughs) but it's coming back to owning yourself and your identity and celebrating who it is that you are through the dance or through that journey or wherever it is that you would like to bring yourself, you know? So that's a faha. It makes you do all of that. There we go. (laughs) And so just reworking with the pieces and... After this last time, I actually started sharing more of my pieces with people. Mm. And like I said, I started off as a plus size brand and now I'm rebranding because you skinny minis want to wear my clothes. <laughs> Just because they're super fashionable. Okay. Yes. And I was like, really? <laughs> So I'm rethinking on should it just be plus size? Yeah. Because I got a lot of compliments from can you make it smaller? Like will it come in my size? Especially with the bras. The bras I'm still gonna be full chested bras. So full chested versus full figured. A full cup is a double D up. Full figured is like a plus size woman. So my bras were always for like 28, 30s, 32. So it's just someone with a full, a double D up. So I'm going to stick to that just because we have such a hard time finding a bra in sportswear, but it's a huge market for women of all sizes with a full chest to find a very good sports bra. But with the clothing, especially since, let me go ahead and say it, I'm gonna be the Spanx of sportswear. Yes. Okay. You better get that alliteration. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's where that. Yes. <laughs> um, that it, it might be more inclusive. Mm. Cause people that are breaking the gender norms yes. also have come up to me and asked, Amazing. Will this be available for men? Yes. So I didn't know all of these people would be interested in what I, yeah. in my plus size brand, but they are. There's a need for it. Right. You know, that's the thing is it's, it's not only celebrating our beautifully figured plus size women, but also right. people that just... It helps again with expression, right. coming back exactly. to that signature style. And right. it's like, I just want to wear Sarobi. Right. You know, oh, like, okay. yes. I got you, girl. <laughs> you can wear me. Yes. Or boy. Yeah. Or gender nonconforming. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Tearing down those gender norms. Right. Because we, I, I know I've heard it so many times. I was like, oh, I don't care what I wear to the gym. I just want to do this. I just want to be comfortable. But for every person that I asked, would you like a little bit more support that kind of pulled you in at the gym? 
I haven't gotten one no yet. Yeah, because I mean, yes. Who the gym... wouldn't want to look their best in the gym? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You never know who you're going to meet. Exactly. <laughs> it might be someone super amazing like Sarobi, or it Aww. might be your next boo. Okay. Right? So <laughs> So it's it's going well and I'm just really excited to see where it lands. Yeah. I'm really, really excited. I couldn't ask for the doors that have opened, like better doors that have opened. It's just been very like one surprise after another and it's just going really well. Is there a, a deadline or like a, a timeline that we can look forward to seeing Sci Sportswear? I was looking for fall 2019, but I just met a couple of people where my idea now seems small. Yeah. Seems so small compared to when they came in. Yeah. And um, just really went through all of the pieces and the inspiration and the background and my story of where we could go. So I'm going to do something that I didn't do the first time. So the first time when I launched these two businesses, I was on a timeline of let me get it out there for this date. Yeah. Now I'm on a timeline of let me get it right. When it's right, it'll be released. I love that. Thank you. No pressuring anything. It's just like when it's there, it's there. Right. And it's going to be time and care into the final product. Exactly. You said it exactly right. Taking the time and care to make sure these are really quality pieces the product has the right customer the fact that i didn't understand that skinny minis hey boots (laughs) and gender non-conforming yep people would want to wear my things you know so that means like oh i missed some research yeah and i'm totally okay to say that oh i missed something because these people were whispering to me hey it didn't come in my size so i'm like oh maybe this plus size brand should be more inclusive absolutely yeah and it's it's caring about your customer as opposed to just like doing the thing and hoping people buy it exactly but one other thing that i wanted to talk to you about sarobi is your skin which is a flawless and so thank um, you yes another thing that i wanted to talk about especially within this you know new year same you is also self-care right so like how can you take care of yourself through all of the things that you plan on doing this year, setting your goals and, and, you know, the steps along the way to achieve them. How can you also take care of yourself on maybe days that you need to reset or, or even just because it is so bitter cold now in New York city, taking care of your skin. Self-care is one of the most important things that I've learned through trying to do these two businesses while still keeping my day job is the kind of the most important thing to success, right? Yeah. So I have a self-care day. Mm-hmm. It's either on a Saturday or a Sunday where I do what is really good for your skin, either the sauna or the steam room. It is amazing with your pores. It opens them up. And then, of course, to minimize them, either do the cold water plunge mm-hmm. or get right in the cold shower. Oh, my gosh. I know. That's really <laughs> it's like a polar strange. plunge. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the first two times, you're going to, the first time for sure, you're going to run out. The second time, you might stay a little bit longer. But by that third time, you you know that you're in Sparta. You yeah. can do it. You <laughs> You feel invincible. It's like, oh, after I do my cold water plunge every week, I feel like I can take on the world. Yeah. Just because I just froze to death. You know? It's a full body, yes. like, immersion in cold water. Exactly. Oh my God, I love how I'm like, how can we beat this cold? And you just, like, get in the cold. Get in the cold. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there was a, there's this book about how to never get sick. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. And it's like, take cold showers. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
And on the and only sorry to keep plugging this book. No, keep but, plugging away. <laughs> on the day on your life, there he's also talks about a guy that runs in the cold, no shirt. Wow. Doesn't get sick. Like in this weather right now. Yes, would run. Which, by the way, it is minus 32 degrees temperatures outside right now. It's so cold outside. And he would run in the cold. And so cold air really isn't as bad for you as we think it is. Yeah. Yeah. And if we were more used to it and stopped trying to like hide from the cold with our jackets and our sweaters and uh, the heater. Yeah. It's the transition of, that yeah, makes hot, us cold, sick. hot cold, hot yes. cold. Yes. Instead of the actual cold weather. Cold weather is so good and it actually is so good for your skin, people. So definitely embrace the cold weather. Um also for your skin, since we're talking about skincare for self-care Saturdays, have you a regimen mm-hmm. with what you do to your skin in the winter versus what you should do to it in the summer Mm -hmm. so the weather is a little bit drier yep so definitely moisturize more my favorite products for moisturizers is kiehl's origins i mean most brands are pretty good um i can tell you some would you want me to go through my routine yeah absolutely quickly and Um, even if you could share some hot weather tips because we do have some folks in the southern hemisphere that they're in the dead of summer right now so if you have some some hot the quickest two tips I could say for sure, hot weather versus cold weather. Mm-hmm. Cold weather, you want to moisturize mm-hmm. and hydrate. Hot weather, you want to detox. Yeah. And this is for all skin types. All, um, yeah, I would say all skin Okay. Types. Yeah, pretty much. Those are the main overarching goals. Definitely, if you have something going on with your skin, um, consult a dermatologist. Like, if there is some kind of, if you have acne and all that, definitely consult a dermatologist. So these are just for... Just normal kind of tips. Yeah. Um, because in hot weather, you lose a lot of sweat. I mean, you sweat a lot. Yeah. So a lot of salt is coming out on your face. And you just want to get that old skin and those kind of the residue off your face. Yeah. So detox uh, more and use seaweed mask in hot weather. It's really good for cleansing. And then for cold weather, I use more of hydrating mask, uh, moisture mask. What's another good one? Cranberry mask. Mm. You know, so those fall fruits can also go on your face. So don't throw out the cranberry just yet. <laughs> <laughs> Put a little bit on your cheek. Um, charcoal masks are good in any weather. Mm-hmm. I still, during cold weather, I still detox at least once a month, just not as much as in the summer. And a detox is like something like the cranberry or the seaweed? A charcoal mask. A charcoal mask, okay. A charcoal mask, yeah. Um, So it just kind of purifies and gets everything that's under your skin. But you don't want to do it too frequently in the winter? No. Okay. No, you don't want to take out too much moisture and too much... um, And I know we always talk about bacteria, but your body needs it. So you don't want to take too much of that out in the winter. And do you have any specific products that you recommend? Which this is about... We're getting to the moment that you want to be listening for, so... Hopefully you're still with us. So Sunday Riley, it's a luxury brand. Definitely one of my favorites. Um, They have, since we're also talking about business, they also have a product called CEO. Whoa. I know, right? (laughs) That is one of my favorites. And it's just a really good one with repair and protection. Mm -hmm. So it has like vitamin C, vitamin E, and it just really gets into your skin. Sunday Riley is a good one. Let's see another brand. Kiehl's is one of my favorites. Yes. It's a really good brand for them. I mean... And I'm going to just say the brand because you can pretty much get the products in whatever you really need. Yeah. And then I'll list the products 
for yes yes we're also going to be doing a guide of sorobi's favorite skincare products so you will find that available on the typed out website with all of sorobi's tips tricks and then also her favorite products so make sure you keep eyes out for that. And that's going to be on typedout.co. We told you to listen all the way to the end now. Yes. If you're in the New York area, New York City area, mm-hmm. there is a toner that I think is really, really good across the seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can get it at Local Honey okay. in Brooklyn, in Bushwick. Um, that is just a great toner. Another toner is Perfect World by Origins, okay. which has white tea in it. So white tea actually repairs your cells. So drink white tea, use products with white tea because it helps re- uh, regenerate the cells on your face to mm. keep you looking fresh and young. So those are toners. Cleansers, like I said, Kiehl's. Lancome has a really good foaming cleanser that's super good for your face. And I would only recommend this to my oily girls mm. because if you have normal combination skin, it can tend to dry you out in the winter. Dry skin, you wanna stay away from it, from all foam cleansers. Use more of a gel base or a moisturizing cleanser. One more, let's see, brightening. Cause during the winter, we don't get as much vitamin D because of the sun. Yes. So first of all, get you a vitamin D serum not for your face, but, um, well, you, I guess you could get it for your face, but, uh, they have the liquid vitamin D. So the tablets actually don't do anything for you because vitamin D can only be absorbed through your skin. Mm. So the best form of vitamin D to take as a supplement is a spray mm-hmm. and you spray it on the inside of your mouth and it goes straight into your system. Yep. Huh. I would say this is my favorite brightening product. It's by a small company called Skin Inc. Mm-hmm. I think they're based out of India, but the results are overnight. Really? Yes. It's overnight, so I will definitely give you guys that, but I'm not going to tell you which product it is. I'm only going to tell you it's Skin Ink. You definitely have to click the download to get a direct link to that Yes, product. it's going to be in Sorobi Skincare Guide, which again will be available on our website. Right, and that's pretty much it. But also for our listeners, mm-hmm. um, if you're listening to this podcast, we actually have a special giveaway for you which is going to be with Sunday Riley, correct, Serby? Yes, yes. Yeah. Sunday Riley is, as you know, a luxury skincare mm-hmm. brand, and they will be offering your listeners, which, are, well, I, the supply is limited, so. Yes. yes, so if you are listening to this episode, if you give us a rating and also write a nice little review, just screen cap that on your phone and send it along to typedoutco at gmail.com. That's T-Y-P-E-D-O-U-T-C-O at gmail.com. Just, you know, a little screen grab of, of your review. Send that along to us and we will randomly select a winner to receive from Sunday Riley. A basket of full-size products. Great. So you get a moisturizer, a serum, and a cleanser. Yes. And then a few selected winners will get sample sizes of the deluxe products. Yes. And so Sunday Riley is usually available for retail. At Barney's in Sephora. And then you can also order offline at sundayriley.com. And I just want to give a shout out to Natalie Bingham, one of the consultants for Sunday Riley for donating those products. Yeah, who made this offer possible. So thank you, Natalie, very much. And also, of course, to Sunday Riley. But Sorobi, I wanted to thank you so much for joining me today, for imparting all of your tips and tricks, and then just celebrating one plus size women and then just what you're doing with your passion projects. That's so inspiring. And hopefully everyone here listening along is so inspired to kick off 2019 in such a new positive way. And again, 
it's it's about celebrating yourself and every moment of success up to this point and just keeping going keeping exactly. that journey that dance going in a forward momentum new year same you it's new year same you and as i like to say every day is an opportunity to be better than yesterday yes thank you again sarobi thank you for having me this was an amazing experience yeah and if anybody wants to reach out you can find me on instagram at underscore sarobi s-i-r-o-b-e underscore and that's the same on twitter and facebook yes and also regarding your passion projects such as mind your shape and size sportswear mm-hmm. we will be sure to release those assets as they become available so that you can follow along with sarobi and her work as well thank you happy 2019 everyone happy 2019 yes and please Go have some black eyed peas yes do it for that luck <laughs> Yeah. Again, thank you all for listening. I'm your host, Nick Polifrone, and this has been a Typed Out production. We will see you again next Tuesday. Mm